The following shear has been presented by Dayan Yehoinesen David Hul, Dayan for the Bey Savad in Yerushalayim, and is brought to you by the Bey Savad Halacha Center. Meseches Bava Kama has been graciously dedicated by Reb Tzvi Reisman and family, Le'ilui Nishmas, his esteemed father, Harav Yehoshua Heschel Reisman, Zecher Tzadik Levracha. May the Torah studied through this volume be an Eloi to his neshama. In this book we find the halachas of Moiser, someone who points out to a goy where a Jew has some money and as a result of that the goy goes and takes the money. The halacha is that a person who does such a thing is chayef to pay the Jew who lost the money. Although the the person who pointed the money out to the goy did not do a direct damage, he only spoke or indicated to the goy where the money is, and therefore he's not chayav because he's a ganuf, and he's not chayav because he's a mazik, because no direct damage was done. However, the Gemara says this is a classic case of garmi. Garmi means that there are some cases of groma, of indirect damage, which a person is nonetheless chayav for me, What exactly is the difference between groma and garmi? When we say that indirect damage is groma and is potter, when we say it's classified as garmi, and therefore you're chayev to pay, even with odom, is a big machlok, is vishonim, and there's many, many proti halachas as to when these halachas apply. But at any rate, that's clear that the Gemara says this is a case of garmi, and the person who does such a thing is chayev. So the Gemara, on the Kufi Zayin Amad Aleph, brings a brisa to explain what the halacha would be if someone shows someone shows a goy where someone else's money is. Titania, Yisrael, Shantu, Ebdekachovim, Beherab, Momen, Chavero, Potter. A Jew who is forced by a goy to show where someone else's money is, is Potter. Vim, Notl, Venosan, Beyad, Chayev. However, if he hands over the money directly from the Jew to the goy, then he's Chayev, even if he's forced. If he wasn't forced by the goy to show where someone else's money is, but he pointed it out of his own accord, then he's chayev even if he wasn't even if he didn't directly give over the money from the Jew to the goy. The Gemara after that, the few lines later says, If the goy could actually get to the money by himself anyway. He's within reach. He just asks a Jew to pass over someone else's money to the Goy. Then the Jew is potter even if he's not of a Nosem Bayad. Because he didn't, even though he did direct damage, since it was anyway within reach of the Goy, we consider as though nothing has been actually done by the Jew. The Goy could have done it himself. It was in, within his reach. He just asked the Jew to bring it nearer to him. So it's mikli kalye, it's as if it's burnt up already. Since it's within reach of the goy, it's considered as though it's burnt up already. And the Jew, by passing it over to the goy, in such a case, has not done anything in his potter. The Shulchan Aruch and Shin Pei Ches sums up these halachas and says as follows. If someone, Ruven, tells a goy, an anos, uh, a, a, a dangerous person, a dangerous goy, where Shimon's money is, and as a result of that, Reuven, the guy goes to Shimon and takes the money. So Reuven is chayev, even if he didn't do it directly, because he is a moiser. However, if Reuven was forced into it, forced by the guy to, to show him where Shimon's money is, the guy threatened him and said, I will kill you 
or harm you physically if you do not show me where Shimon's money is, then the Jew is potter. Since he didn't do direct damage, he only did indirect damage, which is garmi. Since he was forced into it, garmi, boinus, is potter. However, if he passed over the money from Shimon to the Goy, then even if he was forced into it, he's chayef. Because as soon as he takes the money and gives it over to the Goy, he is a mazik, a mazik biodayim, and a mazik biodayim is chayef, even if he was forced into it. True, he's allowed to do so. He does not have to give up his own life to protect someone else's money. But, the Allah is, a person who uses someone else's money to save his life is entitled to do so, perhaps even obliged to do so. But, he has to pay back afterwards to his fellow man. So, if someone's a nildaf, he's been chased by somebody else who wants to kill him, and he grabs someone else's keili and he smashes it on the head of the roidaif in order to save his life, he's allowed to do so, but he has to pay for it. So, a mazik, uh, even if he's forced into it and he's doing it to save his life, is mukhud to pay the money back to his friend. And therefore, Nosav and Nosav Bayad, someone who takes Shimon's money and gives it over to the Goy, even if he's doing so to, uh, at the threat of his own life, is Mukhuyev to pay for it. However, if the Goy could get to the money anyway, and he just asked the Jew to pass it to him, but even if he didn't pass it to him, the Goy's going to take it, then Mikle Kali is as if the money has been burnt up already, it's as good as gone, and therefore the Jew is potter because he hasn't actually done anything. The question which is asked by many Rishonim and Achorinim is, that in Simon Reish Tzadik Beis in Chesh Mishpat, we find the Chorira Simon Halacha with a different ruling. There, we're talking about Shimon who gave money or valuable objects to Reuven to be a shamer to look after on his behalf. And, as the Shorinov there says, we're talking about Reuven himself is not a wealthy man, he's not Omid, he doesn't have much money of his own, and Goim, Ganovim, Anosim come to the house of Reuven and threaten to physically hurt him or kill him if he doesn't hand over the money. Then, if he hands over Shimon's money, he is actually Potter. So says the Shokonoch in Reit Sadiq Beis. Because he has no choice, he's forced into it. Asks all the Poiskin, surely the tool which we said of someone who's forced into handing over someone else's money is only if he didn't actually do a maizibiyadam, he didn't actually pass over the money, the nosam and nosam biyad. But in the case of the Reitzadik base, Reuven, the Shomer, actually took Shimon's money and handed it over to the Goy. And in that case, surely, it's a case of nosam and nosam biyad, it's matzal ashma b'mom and which he's allowed to do, but he has to pay for it. So why does the Shulchan Aruch there, based on our mom and the Gemara, say that in such a case, the Shomer, Reuven, is actually potter? Now, a number of tools into this. The first territory is that of the Rashba. The Rashba says that the case of the Shoma is talking about where it was anywhere within reach of the Goy. The Goy knows that the money is there. He came to Reuven's house, as we've explained. Reuven himself is not a wealthy man. He only came because he knows that the valuable objects are there. Someone tipped him off that Shimon's large sum of money or valuable silver candlesticks are in Reuven's house. And in such a case, the Goy knows it's there somewhere and even if Reuven doesn't tell him where it is the Goy will either kill Reuven or hurt him physically and then search through the house until he actually finds the money since anyway he's able to get the money even without Reuven giving it to him 
it's equivalent to the case of Mikle Kalye. It's as if it's burnt up already. And therefore, even though Reuben was Nosem and Nosem Bayad and gave the money over directly to the Goy, he would still be Potter. Because it's like the case of Mikle Kalye, since the Goy would have got the money anyway. So answers the Rashbaugh. The Sma, because the Ran, is giving a different terrorist. The Ran says that it depends. If we're talking about someone who's looking after Reuven, who's looking after Shimon's money, and the guy comes to Reuven for specifically to take away Shimon's money, then Reuven can say to Shimon, the only reason why he came to me is because he knows that it's your money which is by me. And therefore, if we look at who is the onus upon, the onus is actually upon Shimon. It's Shimon's money which is being taken away. They only came to me, says Reuven, because the money was by me. And therefore I'm Potter. Because it's not my fault that I had to give over the money. However, the Gemara in Algamon Tim Kufu Zion is not talking about where Shimon left the money by Reuven. It's talking about Stams and Goyim grabbed Reuven off the street and said, if you don't tell us where Shimon's money is, we'll kill you. In that case, says Usmar B'Shem Niran, although again, it's nobody's fault, but here, it's the muzzle row of Reuven that he is being threatened in order to give over Shimon's money. Because why on earth are they grabbing Reuven? They could have grabbed anybody else in town and asked him to force him to give over Shimon's money. Reuven has no connection with Shimon's money other than he knows where it is. So, in this case, Shimon can say to Reuven, it's your bad muzzle that you were forced to be the one to save your life with my money and therefore you're mechuyiv to pay me. Because your mazik ba'inus, the matzal atzma mamom chavera has to pay. However, in the case of Reit Sadiq Beis, Reuben the Shomer can say to Shimon, it's not my fault, it's not my bad muzzle that they came to me. They came to me for a specific reason because your money is by me. By you giving the money to me, you left the opportunity for me to be forced into it. That's your bad muzzle, not my bad muzzle, and therefore I would be potter. A third explanation is quoted by the Shach in the name of the Ramban. The Ramban says that in all cases, Reuven who hands over Shimon's money, if he's not of a Nosem Bayad, he physically picks up the money and gives it over. Even if he's forced into it, he actually has to pay. Only in the case of the Shomer in Reit Sadiq Beis does he not have to pay, and that's for a specific reason. Because in Reit Sadiq Beis, we're talking, as we've said, of a Shomer. And that, says the Ramban, is implicit in every agreement between every Shomer and every Mafkid, the man who gives him the money to look after. So if Reuben were to say explicitly at the time Shimon gave us over the money, I take full responsibility for looking after your money, except if an Anos comes and forces me to give over the money, then I'm going to be Potter. Because Reuben says to Shimon, I, I will look after the object as much as you yourself, the owner, would look after it. And that's the responsibility I take. But you yourself, Shimon, if the guy were to come to you and say, I will kill you if you don't give me the money, would hand him over the money. I'm not prepared to take on more responsibility than you yourself will would have taken on, as the owner himself. And therefore, says Ruben the Shomer, even if I didn't say so before, explicitly at the time you gave me the thing to look after, it's clear between us that that's the agreement. It's as if I said explicitly, I will look after your money, or your candlesticks, or whatever it should be. I will take full responsibility for them, unless the situation comes about where you yourself would have given it up. So if a guy comes and says to me, I will shoot you if you don't give me Shimon's money, then even if I hand it over to him, and I'm not supposed to be out, I'm going to be Potter. 
because the agreement between us is that in such a situation, since you yourself would have given him over the money to save your life, I'm going to do exactly the same thing, and therefore I'm not going to be Mechayev. However, in every other situation, where Shimon didn't give Reuben the money to look after, it's just that Reuben happens to know where Shimon's money is, and a guy grabs him off the street, and then if Reuben is not of a Nosa Mayad, he actually physically gives over the money, even if Reuben is forced into it, he is actually going to be Mechayev to pay. Because he can't say there was an implicit agreement between me, Reuben, and Shimon. Because Shimon doesn't have anything to do with Reuben. He didn't ask him to look after it for him. So in a normal case, in every other case, says the Ramban, if Reuben hands over the money and he's forced into it, if he actually hands it over, he's going to be hired to pay. However, in the case where Reuben is actually a shamer, Reuben can say to Shimon, I'm not prepared to accept more responsibility than that you himself would have, would have taken, and therefore I'm, I'm going to be potter if the guy threatens me, even if I actually give him over the money for your dime, and not some, not some So those are the, th- the three classic explanations. Comes from the Shah, in Simon Shin Peiches Barichus, and very briefly in Simon Shin, in Simon Reish Tzadik Base, and says a fourth pro- approach, which is completely new, and argues with many, many Rishonim. The Shah says that even though, as we've said, Someone who's not of a Nosem Bayad, who gives over someone else's money, and he's forced into it by a goy, is Chayef, according to the vast majority of Rishonim, starting with the Rif, and the Balamor, and the Rambam, and the Modcha, and the Smag, and the Tor, and the Rosh, and the Machabra, and the Shulchan All of those, says the Shach, seem to agree that if someone, Reuven, gives over Shimon's money, even if he's forced to do so to save his own life, since he was not of a Nosem Bayad, he's Chayef, However, says the Shah, it seems to me clear that Allah is like the Ravid. And the Ravid argues with all of these Rishonim. And the Ravid says that only in specific cases will you be chayed. Which specific cases? If a goy comes over to Ruven and says, bring me some money now unless, uh, if you don't bring me the money now, I'm going to shoot you or physically harm you. Then, if Reuven goes and brings Shimon's money and gives it to the Goy, says the Shach, the Ravid agrees with all the other Roshonim that Reuven's going to be Chayev. Because he was Matzal Atma Mohon Chaveru. However, says the, says the Shach and the Ravid, if the Goy says to Reuven specifically, not just that bring me some money or I'm going to kill you, but the Goy says to Reuven, bring me Shimon's money. And if you don't bring me Shimon's money, then I'm going to kill you. Then, if you bring Shimon's money, even if you're not of the loss of the yard, you're still going to be Potter, says the Raven. Why? Because here the onus is not on Reuven, the onus is on Shimon. Reuven is being forced to bring Shimon's money. Says the Raven, don't look at it that Reuven is saving his life with Shimon's money. Look at it the other way around. Reuven does not have to give up his life to protect Shimon's money. That's the correct way to look at it. Again, not Matzal Atzmo Mamma Chavera, but Ein Dova Omer Omeid Lifnei Pikuach Nefesh, and he's not Mukhoyed to give up his life to protect Shimon's money. Says the Ravid, if the Goy asked me to bring Shimon's money, then I'm Potter even if I'm not some Nosem Bayad. The only case where I'm Chayev, the Gemara's case of Al Gemara of Kufi Zainab is where he said, the Goy didn't say bring Shimon's money, he said bring some money or I'll shoot you. And since I don't have any money, and the threat is to my life, then if I go and bring Shimon's money, I'm a khuyif to pay. But if you ask specifically for Shimon's money, then, then I'm going to be potter. And that, says the Shach, is the answer to why in race, Tzadik, base, in the case of the Shomer, he's potter. Because again, 
as the Shulchan clearly says there, we're talking about where Reuben doesn't have any money, he's not a wealthy man, everyone knows that he's a poor man. And it's clear that the Goy is coming specifically to Reuben today to threaten him to bring money because he knows that Shimon has been mafkid by Reuben expensive candlesticks or valuable objects or a large sum of money. So in this case, he's not coming to Reuben and threatening Reuben's life and saying, I will only spare your life if you bring me some money. On the contrary, he's coming specifically for Shimon's money. And he's saying, I know you, Reuben, know where it is, and if you don't tell me where it is, I'm going to shoot you. So that's just a shach. It's not a case of Matzah Atzbah B'Momen Chaveiro, but rather, it's a case of Ein Dovah Oymed B'Pnei Pukrach Nefesh, and he's not, Reuben is not M'chulif to give up his life if the threat is on Shimon's money. And therefore, says the Shach, since the Goyim are coming specifically to Reuben the Shomer, in order to take Shimon's money, he's not M'chulif to give up his life for it, and he will be Potter, even if he's Nosav and Nosav Biyad. So again, to summarize, we have four re-explanations of why a normal Nosav and Nosav Biyad is Chayim, even if he's forced into it. However, in the case of the Shomer, it will be Potter. According to the Rashba, we're talking about because the Goyim could have got the money anyway, even if Reuben doesn't give it to him, and it's like Mikle Kali, and he's Potter. According to the Iran, we're talk- it's because here Reuven can say, it's not my bad muzzle, they didn't grab anybody off the street, they grabbed me specifically because you gave me the money, and as a result of you giving me the money, that's why they grabbed me, and therefore it's not an onus which happens to me, it's your bad muzzle, and I had no choice but to give it to him, and that's why you're potter, in the, in the case of the Shema, but in every other case you'd be chayev. According to the Ramban, the reason is because every Shomer can say, I only accept responsibility as much as you yourself, the owner, would do. And since you yourself, the owner, would have given it up or not given up your life, I'm going to do the same thing, and therefore I'm Potter. And according to the Shah, it's because it's a classic case of uh, uh, going not coming to somebody and saying, I'll kill you if you don't bring some money. It's a case of a guy coming and saying, I'll kill you if you don't bring Shimon's money. In that case, the guy is specifically asking for someone else's money, you're not only not to give it your life in order to protect someone's money, but even if you tell him where the money is, even if you actually pick up someone's money and hand it over to him in order to save your life, you will be potter. And says the Shach, although many Rishonim hold like the Rift, not like the Rivet, however, says the Shach, there are a number of Rishonim, such as the Balaitu and the Rekanti, who all seem to paskin like the Rivet, says the Shach, is there, Mistabe is also, Misfora, the Rivet is correct, and therefore, says the Shach, it's clear to me that that is the Halacha, and according to the Shach, in any case where the Goy forces the Reuven to give over money, and he says specifically whose money he wants, Shimon, the Reuven will actually be Potter, even if he's not some Nosem and hands over the money by hand. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha Consultation, Service, Educational Seminars or Media, Please call 1-888-485-VAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Beis Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the